0: Hello and welcome to our Cornwall Insight podcast discussing the energy sector. The announcement by Ofgem of its minded to decision in respect of a move from seasonal default tariff cap periods to quarterly caps had been largely anticipated following communication from the regulator in February 2022. In this podcast, our head of content and communications Veronica Truman interviews our principal consultant Dr. Craig Lowry about the new default tariff cap. Today's podcast also features a bonus clip at the end delving into the topic further. Without further ado, I shall hand over to Ronnie and Craig.
1: Hi and good morning and welcome to our Energy Spectrum Roundup webinar on Tuesday, the 24th of May. I'm Veronica Truman, Head of Content and Communications. I've got with me this morning, uh, Dr. Craig Lowry. Um, Craig, I know you very kindly joined me um, quite a few times on the webinar, but just in case we've got any new people that have joined us, joined us today, if you could uh, do a quick introduction, that would be marvellous.
2: Morning, Ronnie, and thank you. Yes, uh, my name is Craig Lowry. I'm a principal consultant with Cornwall Inside. I've been with the company since December 2016. I've been in the energy space since uh, 1994, and uh, as far as today's discussion uh, is concerned, I'm here to talk about an article which I uh, co-authored uh, with our um, year and industry student, Alex Jefferson, on the price cap.
1: Just to kick us off, can you just kind of talk us through what, what what's Ofgem actually proposing here?
2: Um, good morning, Ronnie. Uh, I mean, in short, what we are looking at is a move from the approach to uh, seasonal default tariff caps to uh, quarterly uh, default tariff caps. Um, that coming in with effect from October of this year. So instead of the uh, the winter cap, which was expected, we will have a quarter four 2022 cap, a quarter one 2023 cap, and thereafter we will move to uh, the quarterly caps from Q2. Um, this change is something which was um, Highlighted as off-gem's uh minded to decision uh back in February. Um, the argument being that um by um effectively having moved to the to these shorter caps, it would allow consumers to um benefit from any fall in the wholesale market faster than would otherwise be the case under the seasonal caps, obviously noting that, that, that that's also a two-way argument and that if the wholesale market rises that will be reflected in consumer bills more quickly. Um, but also by moving to quarterly caps, it would allow suppliers to pass on any increases in uh, wholesale energy costs more swiftly. So effectively, the situation that you have is one whereby the um, the cost reflectivity, the wholesale cost reflectivity um, that feeds into the caps uh, would be felt sooner than would otherwise be the case. Um, also worth saying that in the context of the, the, the reforms that Ofgem have proposed, and there, there are a number of them um, that came out last week, um, there's also going to be um, a move to shorter notice periods, uh, sort of like lead times for when the caps come in. Uh, at the minute, under the seasonal caps, um, the the new cap level is announced uh, about two months prior to when it comes in. So for instance, the cap that came in at the start of April, we found out what that was gonna be at the start of, start of uh, February. Um, the notice period is gonna be shortened to um, just over a month. Um so again the purpose being that this allows um uh more cost reflective charging to be present in um bills than would otherwise be the case. So that's I guess the core headline from um uh from Ofgem's proposed reforms. Um there are a number of other issues um that are um that are being consulted on at this point in time um i suppose one of the most relevant ones from um an actual customer bill and supplier hedging perspective um is this idea of bringing in a a uh, formal uh, what's called a backwardation um allowance now not wishing to uh all you all with trading terminology. Um, essentially, backwardation uh, occurs in a market when the price of delivery for a commodity now is higher than it will be um, uh, in the future. So effectively the, the, the wholesome market curve is trending downwards. Um, what that means if you um are a supplier and you're hedging in line uh, with the implied methodology that's in the in the default tariff cap, um, the risk that you have is that you effectively hedge for your anticipated um, customer requirement uh, under the cap that being a 12 month period as it always has been. Um, but the thing is like once you get part way through that 12 month period, there's the possibility that the wholesale market has fallen. And so customers who were on the cap with you Um, look at some of the fixed tariff propositions which are out in the market, if there's one which is cheaper than the cap, then they look to switch. So effectively, as a supplier, you've um, hedged volume, you've hedged um, customer demand requirements um, on the expectation that that consumer will be in your book. However, the wholesale market falls uh, that consumer um, for whom you've had your volume in in good faith in the expectation of their demand being there subsequently leaves you and you're effectively left with this um, financial liability it's called a market market liability um, The purpose of the backwardation allowance is effectively to um, to compensate um, suppliers for that uh, that possibility um, occurring um plus so that's a, that's a that's a, um, uh, a new element. Um, that's also going to add um, uh, additional costs um, to the to the default tariff cap. Um, off GEM's estimates have got a range of 40 to 80 pounds um, for a typical fuel customer, so effectively the cap will go up um, uh, more than would otherwise have been the case because of the presence of this backwardation allowance being there. And ultimately, I guess one of the main reasons this backwardation allowance is being factored in alongside some of the other changes that we're seeing so like the the variation to the market stabilization charge Um, for example it's to um, try to um, effectively aid supplier financial resilience so that we don't see a repeat of the mass exodus of suppliers that we had in late 2021 early 2022 so that there are additional costs which are borne by the industry and ultimately by consumers, as they have to deal with the cost of the supplier failure being reflected in their bill through the um, through the impact of the supplier of last resort um, process. So. Um, there's there's a there's a bit of rebalancing of risk between consumers and suppliers. As far as uh, the quarterly cap uh, is concerned, the introduction of this um, this formal backwardation allowance, and some of the other changes which Jim are looking at. So there's um, uh, they're looking at uh, bringing in measures to address. Um, what they're calling unexpected s v t demand so unexpected standard variable tariff demand and the issue that you have there is that um suppliers will uh if they've got a certain number of customers on their on on their uh standard variable tariff um they will hedge you the volume exposure associated with that expected demand however it's possible and as we've seen um over the last uh six to nine months that um uh depending upon what the wholesale market does customers may simply just if they have a fixed tariff deal which is expiring they may just simply stay with their stay with their existing supplier and roll onto the um with capital the, the default tariff cap uh level simply because it's better value for them than going out and finding them a fixed price tariff um so um but uh, that risk of unexpected demand as a consequence of that occurring due to wholesale market movements. Um, that generates an additional volume risk um, for suppliers and hence a financial risk associated with hedging that exposure. So that's another element that Ofgem are potentially bringing in to help uh, mitigate supplier risk um, to make sure that um, you know, they, they aren't adversely financially impacted. Uh, as a consequence of any um, unforeseen or unexpected movements in wholesale the dem- uh, wholesale prices sorry, which ultimately play out in the um the number of customers who do or do not go on to the um their respective default tariff cap um proposition um just a couple of other things as far as the um uh the the potential changes are concerned um because of the wholesale market volatility that we've seen um, I mean, for the better part of the year now, um, that's uh, effectively made it more challenging um, for suppliers to um, hedge some of the more granular products that they need to um, to manage their price risks, you know. So uh, as you go from um, seasons down to quarters, down to months, um within the wholesale market um, some products don't trade as frequently as others so you have this uh liquidity consideration um when it comes to finding out what okay, what's the actual price for, for a quarter for a month for instance um so there's, there's potential for additional um allowances being factored in there within the um within the cap well actually it's, it's an adjustment to an existing allowances being factored in within the cap um and that's certainly important when you look at the fact that we are moving from uh seasonal to quarterly caps that's something which could um potentially emerge um as an issue so that's um that's quite important uh, again from a supplier hedging perspective um and i think the final one uh which i touched on before is the um the change that Opoptim is proposing to the market stabilization charge um now uh, effectively um the purpose of the market stabilization charge is to um uh, effectively help to compensate uh, suppliers who um uh, who lose customers um as a consequence of them uh, you know moving to a competitor on a on a on a lower lower price tariff proposition um um conscious of code in depth in the um in the spectrum article and I, I'm also conscious of time. But um I think the purpose of the change is effectively to um uh ensure that the market stabilization charge is triggered sooner than would otherwise be the case and also that the um uh potential recovery of costs that the uh, that the losing supplier gets is higher than would otherwise be the case. Um So again, it's about helping to protect suppliers. Um, Market stabilization is is an interesting uh, one. Um, It was brought in a couple of months ago. It hasn't been triggered yet. It's under continuous review by Ofgem, but um, you've got the the question as to you know to what extent does it or you know may it or may not impact um consumer switching behavior and suppliers' willingness to offer certain fixed tariffs if they know that they effectively we have this additional cost they are liable um if they take on a um uh, a customer from another supplier um yeah so uh lots of potential changes? um, on the, um, uh, on the horizon, as we've, as I said, you know, some of these have been clearly identified as off gems minded to position. Um, so, um, it will certainly be interesting to see what happens over the consultation process. Consultation, uh, runs until the, um, 14th of June with the expectation that changes will come in, uh, as I've said, with effect from what would have been the um the winter twenty twenty two uh seasonal cap, which will instead now become the um the Q4 twenty twenty-two cap and then be succeeded by a uh by a new cap um with effect from the start of January next year. Fabulous. Um, thank you, Craig, as you hi-
1: highlighting there lot lots and lots of changes. Um going on. Uh, yeah, you sort of touched on there, I think sort of the the, the backwardation charge likely to, uh, to maybe lead to a bit of, an, bit of an increase, I think you mentioned. So is that is that what we're seeing? Kind of what implications do you think this is going to have for prices or, or what have we seen so far out of, uh, you know, what we've been what we've been modelling?
2: Um, it certainly is going to lead to lead to an increase um, against a, um, a business as usual um scenario. As I've said, OffGem's estimates uh, are 40 to 80 pounds um, uh, for what this charge will be for the um for the essentially for like for the for the first round. Um, what we've uh been able to model based upon the information provided by OffGem and the guidance um that they've given us is that um you know you are seeing certainly for for, for Q4 a backwardation allowance um uh within that range it's um um i think it's approximately 50 pounds but um certainly the one for the one for q1 is currently well above that i think the challenge that you've got in actually modeling this is that given where we are in the wholesale market and given the geopolitical drivers that we've got in the market um uh q4 and q1 in particular are the periods which are experiencing um (laughs) I would say atypically high volatility, but that's something of an understatement. Um, uh, so something beyond atypically high volatility, I'm not sure what the adjective is. Um, and as a consequence of which that is, um, that's that's going to be played out, um, not just in the level of the cap, but also in the backwardation allowance, because if you've got a sharp drop in the market between Q1 Q2 and Q3, um, that implies a higher backwardation allowance than would otherwise be the case. And because you've got this higher level of geopolitical risk that's being built in to Q1, um that would that will, based upon our modeling and the guidance from OFGEM, um, lead to um an even greater backwardation allowance than would be the case, and hence a higher level of the Q1 2023 default tariff cap than would otherwise be the case. Um So, um, yeah, you know, know, noting that um, there's um, still the potential for um, for these measures to to change as they go through consultation, uh, noting that, um, you know, we're we're still getting guidance from Ofgem on, you know, what these is actually mean and the modelling of them. But um, certainly the inclusion of that allowance does imply a higher cap than would otherwise have been the case. Thanks, Craig, so we've touched on the, some
1: of these um elements are out out to consultation so do you think there is further changes in the pipeline we're seeing quite a substantial number of changes kind of in this round, but do you think there's potentially any more on the horizon or do you think that often we'll wait to see how these have bedded in
2: um I mean I certainly wouldn't rule out further changes to the cap. I mean the extent to which um you know it's been uh changed slash tweaked slash proposed that changes be made in the last um six to nine months it's certainly um you know well beyond anything that that we would expect in uh in inverted commas normal uh wholesale market conditions um you know ultimately um you've got the issue of um uh the, the rise in energy prices is having a clear and material impact as far as the cost of living crisis is concerned, as far as inflation is concerned. And so I think it's fair to say that, um, you know, off-gen will be under um, even higher levels of scrutiny than would normally be the case uh, as they look to, um, uh, you know, respond to um these external events and ensuring that, you know, they do um, walk the tightrope of protecting customer interests, but also ensuring that the supply sector um, remains um, financially resilient and not at risk of um, uh, a repeat of the events that we saw late last year.
1: Brilliant. Fabulous. Thank you, Craig. Um, And thank you for joining me this morning to to talk through uh, the the most recent changes to Ofgem's new quarterly default tariff cap.
0: If Ofgem introduced quarterly review periods for the price cap, what impact could the more frequent cap adjustments have on consumer bills and also suppliers, including their heading strategy?
2: As far as consumers are concerned, what you'll see is that movements in the wholesale market will be passed through more quickly than would otherwise be the case. We've had the instance over the last 12 months in particular, of, supply, of consumers seeing these really sharp steps in their um, in their bills as a consequence of the of the cap. What we'll see if we move to quarterly caps is while the general momentum or direction of the cap will be the same, whether it's upwards or downwards, you won't see those um, those steps um, that we've seen previously. Um, for suppliers, um, it's a similar argument really they'll be able to pass through um, changes in uh, the wholesale market, the impact of their hedging strategy, um, faster than would otherwise be the case. Um, I think potentially the challenge that they've got is they've adapted to hedging in a certain way with the seasonal caps. What off are opposing now is a change to that. And you've got the question of the extent to which um, the wholesale market as a whole is able to respond to that. Certainly for electricity where you see a lot more trading in seasonal contracts than you do quarterly contracts. So there's that question of adaptation, both at a market level and also on individual supplier level.
0: What is causing volatility in the UK energy wholesale market and how long do you expect to see the current levels of volatility which are causing instability for consumer bills?
2: As far as what we see in terms of both um, the absolute level of prices and the volatility in the wholesale market, That's something which we've unfortunately been experiencing now for well over a year. Initially down to a combination of supply-demand concerns ahead of winter 2021-2022. But this being exacerbated um, as a consequence of the Russia-Ukraine conflict, um, the implications of that on uh, gas flows from Russia, um, to the european Union and ultimately how that cascades through at a global level to international market prices certainly as far as some of the uncertainty relating to you know immediate term considerations whether it's things like um whether um maintenance considerations um outages or other problems. They are things that, you know, they generally reflect the, the typical ebb and flow of the energy market. So they're pretty much the norm. Really, what you have as far as the greater part of the uncertainty is concerned really relates to um, the Russia Ukraine conflict and what the ultimate impact of that will be, uh, both in terms of supplies in the short term and also in the longer term, given that we've seen statements from the EU that it wants to. Um, Uh, cease uh, purchasing Russian gas as quickly as possible. So as far as how long this situation will last, um, given the drivers involved, it really is difficult to say, but unfortunately based upon where the wholesale market is now and the general perception that's out there, it doesn't look to be uh, an issue that's uh, going to um, go away anytime soon.
0: When do you predict the price cap will start to decrease? Well, what we've
2: got, uh, in terms of the winter forecast and the, and the Q4 forecast, is a level of approximately 2,800 pounds um, for a typical customer. Um, our forecasts for Q1 2023 are broadly the same. Uh, it's still around 2,800 pounds. Um, in terms of uh, moving into the summer period, um, we're predicting a decline of around um, 10% um, on the winter cap. For um, for Q two, so around um, two and a half thousand pounds a year um, for a typical customer. So there will be that extent. There will be, there will be a decline to that extent uh, as far as the um, as far as the cap is concerned. But in terms of when we see um, a more enduring decline and um, potentially um, a return to some of the levels of the cap that we saw last year or um, even earlier, uh, unfortunately, that's not something which is immediately on the horizon.
0: What can be done to mitigate the impact of high energy bills in the short term and stabilise the energy market in the medium and longer term?
2: As far as the, um, the level and structure of the cap is concerned, um has released a raft of consultations um, last week with a view to reforming the cap. Uh, as we've said, you're making it more market reflective, more adaptive and more responsive to what, um, to what happens in the wholesale market. But that's something which can lead to both increases and decreases in the cap. Um, as far as direct impact on consumer bills, um, that's very much an area for government and we've seen um, the announcement today as far as the package of measures uh, that the government is um, is putting forward to try and address that and try to address the challenge of the um, of uh, the cost of living crisis that consumers are facing. So it very much can be a case of um, seeing what um, government and Treasury's uh, measures yield as far as direct impact on customers' bills, and ultimately helping them to better afford their energy.
0: Thank you for listening. The first interview was taken from our weekly webinars, which are a part of our Energy Spectrum and Daily Bulletin service. If you would like to find out more about our Energy Spectrum service, please visit our website www.cornwall-insight.com or click the link in the podcast description.